At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What's happening, people? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we are broadcasting live right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook on this fine Tuesday evening in the Windy City. Joining us on the show tonight, we've got a loaded show. Uh, toward the end of the program, Kenny White, sports betting analyst, will be giving us all his college football action he's got for the upcoming slate of games. We haven't talked with Kenny in a while, but last we did, he was crushing it in terms of handicapping college football. So looking forward to that with Mr. White in about 45 minutes. In between, we got JVT back on the program. We're getting into the thick of the NBA season. I know it's still early, but you know we're finding a groove at least. And we're excited here in the Chicagoland area because our Bulls sporting a 6-1 and record to get things started right now. Looking good in Chicago for one of the sports teams. So we'll talk about tonight's NBA slate. And if we have some time, we'll look at some other future opportunities on the hardwood with JVT. And then in 15 minutes, how about Jeff Passan, MLB insider over at ESPN. I'm sure you all are familiar with his work. He will be helping us preview Game 6 of the World Series tonight. Astros, Brave. Money seems to be going to Houston. We'll see what the play is in that game, if Jeff's got some thoughts, not only on that, but of course in the realm of World Series MVP, pitching matchup, and everything surrounding those kind of bets. So we'll look forward to that in 15 minutes with Jeff. I've got a play in the World Series, which we'll discuss in a little bit. 
But you know what day it is, folks. It is Tuesday, so we do like to kick things off with Teaser Tuesday, where we look at what games for the upcoming NFL slate may just fit the bill perfectly, or at least well enough to consider it a viable teaser option. Now, as we always like to preface, historically the most viable teaser options consist of home favorites of just over seven, meaning if a team is laying seven and a half, tease them down by six, you would get them through the key numbers of seven and three, and that would be good for the home side of things. Now, for both, you could do a short home or road underdog catching about plus one and a half to plus two and a half. So then you would tease them up six points, cross three and seven. And then if they lose by a touchdown, hey, you're still looking pretty good. So let's look at some of those matchups that may just fit the bill for this upcoming week. And full disclosure, look, yesterday, because I was tweeting out at Danny Burke 5, by the way, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, that this was going to be a great week for teasers. And it still is. We'll see where these lines end up. But a lot of them have shifted to kind of getting out of the perfect spot form. It doesn't mean you can't elect to do the six and a half and seven point teasers, but typically you want to stick with the generic six point teaser. But nevertheless, let's discuss this Browns and Bengals game because there are still some numbers out there that have Cincinnati as a two and a half point favorite. But currently, at least at Bet Rivers, Cincinnati is a three-point favorite. But again, we'll see where this line kind of rotates back and forth. And I know some shops still do have two and a half. So for the sake of this, if it was two and a half, then you teased up the Browns because they're the short road dogs. So if they're catching two and a half, you tease them up to eight and a half. Heck, if they're catching three and you tease them up to nine, doesn't necessarily make that much of a difference. That would be the side you would look for. And something that we did a little bit, you know, last year on the show when we were looking at teasers, and I kind of forgotten to do it this year, is looking at what their ATS number would be if we applied the spread, for example. So if the Browns were catching two and a half and we teased them up to catching eight and a half, what would their ATS record be with that number? Well, the Browns, when catching eight and a half points this season, would be seven and one against the spread. The only game they wouldn't have covered that was against Arizona, where they got embarrassed 37 to 14 at home. All right, well, conversely, Cincinnati, in order for this teaser to lose, would have to cover the eight-and-a-half-point spot, meaning they would have to win by nine or more. So how many times has Cincinnati won a game by more than eight-and-a-half points? They have done that three times, 24-10. to 10, They won on the road against Pittsburgh, 34-11. to 11, They won at Detroit, and then 41-17, to 17, they got the dub on the road against the Ravens. I don't think I trust Cleveland enough personally to tease this one up. And again, yes, it, it, you're getting a lot more points in this division game and you would think Cleveland could keep it close, but they got all the turmoil going on with OBJ now. Maybe he goes off this week, whatever it is. Jarvis Landry was having a rough go about it this past weekend. Baker Mayfield still a little bit banged up. Nick Chubb not 100% healthy. The defense seems to be slacking. Cincinnati's coming off a bad loss against the Jets. I think they bounce back here. I don't know by how much. You know, we were talking about this game yesterday with Adam Burke, and he's a diehard Browns fan, but even he's looking the direction of Cincinnati. And that might be the way I end up handicapping this, is just Cincinnati outright, whether it be laying the three or about minus 148 on the money line. But I do like the Bengals in this spot, and I'm not in love with the Browns enough, even with teasing them up. But if you did want to consider that, if they're getting over eight points, they would be 7-1 and one against the spread. All right, let's talk about another game that... Look, has seen a lot of movement. Uh, this was at about three or so at the opener. Now it's all the way down to one, believe it or not, with the Chargers and the Eagles. But if you get in the one and a half, somewhere around there, maybe it goes back up to two, whatever it be, I'm sure there might be some later action coming in on the Chargers. The opportunity would be potentially to tease up Philadelphia. So if you end up getting Philadelphia, 
because of course you could tease him up by you know six and a half or rather seven and then it would get you to about uh, that eight point spot naturally and and of course six and a half too but my point being is if you get them over the key number of seven if the Eagles were catching seven and a half in the spot it would be five and three against the spread so it's okay but nothing fantastic because look Philadelphia is certainly an untrustworthy team a volatile team they lost 41 to 21 at Dallas 42 to 30 versus Kansas City and 33 to 22 when they took on the Raiders now what would give you a little bit more confidence, however, in backing the Eagles with the teaser over the key number of seven would be the fact that the Chargers, if they had to score more than seven points to beat your teaser, they have only done that one time. They're one in six against the spread if the number applied to every game was minus seven and a half. And that is when they defeated the Raiders 28 to 14. So we'll see if this number gets back up to that one and a half range or more. But something to consider is teasing up Philadelphia going up against this Chargers team that had a very winnable game against the Patriots, and they didn't show up after the bye week. Concerning times out in the West Coast for the Chargers. It's already been concerning for Philly. So, uh, look, you know what you get with the Eagles coming off that win against the Lions. Again, another game now that we'll talk about that had some big movement. Cardinals, 49ers, San Fran beating my Bears this past weekend. Cardinals getting embarrassed by the Packers. Kyler Murray maybe not 100% going into this game. Hence, while you're seeing some of this line movement, and again, now it's at one in favor of Arizona, but you may see it in that one and a half range or so. If you want to tease up San Francisco, get them over the key number of seven. If the 49ers were catching seven and a half in every single game this season, they would be six and one against the spread. So very good if that's what you're looking toward against this Cardinals team that, look, they covered that. I mean, they lost 17 to 10 when they already played, so you covered the seven and a half teaser the first go around. Now you're getting a Cardinals team that is probably shaken up from that loss to the Packers, a little bit banged up. 49ers getting some momentum. Heck, maybe Kittle's coming back into the mix. So you might be looking pretty good if you consider teasing San Francisco at home here in this division game, coming off a loss already against the Cardinals where they kept it close 17-10. to 10. So something to consider there. And then the Cardinals laying 7.5 this season. Actually not bad, 5-3 and three ATS. Uh, the games they didn't cover against Minnesota where they won 34-33. to 33. Like we just alluded to, 17 to 10 versus the 49ers. And then this past Thursday, 24 to 21, they lost versus the Packers. But teasing up the 49ers, if you get the one and a half, could be your right spot. Now, here's a teaser spot that I really like a lot, and I'm sure everybody is going to be in love with. And that's the Rams and the Titans. Currently, seven and a half is what we're seeing Los Angeles at home laying against the Titans without Derrick Henry. How about it? A world without Derrick Henry. What is Adrian Peterson going to be able to do coming off the couch and in this game against the stout Rams defense that is adding Von Miller to an already great defense with Aaron Donald? You still got Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. I think it's going to be a tough test for this Titans team, even if they were healthy, right? I mean, the Rams are looking great right now. They're getting a groove going, and their guys are just clicking all around. Now, if you tease down the Rams to minus one and a half, they would be seven and one ATS if you applied minus one and a half to every single game. Of course, the only time they didn't cover is when they lost versus Arizona, 37 to 20. Now, the Titans on the other side, I mean, look, this is a team that has won six games. So, you know, they've covered one and a half in about six out of eight games right now. So the two they lost was 38 to 13 versus Arizona, 27 to 24 at the Jets. Throw those records out here because the Rams are in a lot better spot at home on Sunday night as they will be taking on the Tennessee Titans. So look to tease down the Rams, probably my favorite teaser spot as of right now. 
And then looking kind of a little bit further, uh, the Packers and Chiefs was also a decent teaser spot. These are ones just to kind of consider, but the line moved down. Kansas City didn't look great. People saw what the Packers did with a banged-up team, and especially if they get Lazard and Devontae Adams back. The Packers catching over a touchdown. They would be 7-1 ATS this season. Barring that 38-3 loss against New Orleans, they've covered it every single time. Chiefs have only won a game by eight or more points twice this season. That was against Philly when they won 42-30 and against Washington 31-13. So look, if you still want to tease up the Packers, I think that is the correct spot, certainly against this Chiefs team that is very unreliable right now. Um, then a couple more, the Bears at the Steelers. You're not over the key number of seven with Pittsburgh, but if you still just want to get the Steelers outright, I don't know what I'm doing with that game right now. I don't trust the Steelers enough to actually bet them to win outright. But you know how I feel about the Bears. Can't touch them with a 10-foot pole right now. And then finally, really the only book right now that has about 9.5. And, and I actually teased this last night after the show when it was still 8.5. But the Cowboys, now up to 9.5. So it's not your standard 6-point teaser because it's not going to get you down through the key numbers of 7 and 3. But you can tease down the Cowboys by 7 from 9.5 to minus 2.5 and, and still get you looking pretty good against a Broncos team that has shipped away uh, Von Miller and looking like they're giving up on their season. Dallas getting Dak back for this game. Coming off a huge win against the Vikings. If the Cowboys were laying 2.5 in every single game, they would be 6-1 and one ATS. Except for that loss against Tampa Bay, 31-29. Broncos covering 2.5, just 4-4 four and four ATS. So the teaser that I am rolling with, I told you I played it at the better number earlier, but I would still do the seven-point teaser. Give me the Cowboys from minus 9.5 down to 2.5 and, and the Rams from minus 7.5 to a half. But again, we're saying this now because the Cowboys are at 9.5. but love teasing down the Cowboys under 3 and the Rams to just win it outright. Coming up next, we are talking with MLB insider Jeff Basson. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got the Chicago City Cast, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and now the newly implemented New York City Cast as well. So subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcast made available and get hooked up with local sports betting content five episodes a week. Welcome back into Rush Hour, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook with a lot to look forward to, not only in the upcoming week with a big slate of college football games. Kenny White will help us with that a little bit later. NBA tonight with Jonathan Von Tobel in about 15 minutes. But we got the big daddy of them all, and that's the World Series Game 6 tonight. And who better to dissect that matchup with than Jeff Passan? ESPN's MLB Insider. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Passon. Jeff, it is a pleasure to have you on. I know you're a busy man. Thank you for making some time. Uh, how has this World Series been treating you this far? I mean, look, there's a little bit of different implications on the line because of the history with the Astros, but what has kind of been this feeling of this series compared to others for you? I think the fact that it's starting to go deep is salvaging it because those first few games, honestly, kind of meh. Uh, but the fact that there was a come-from-behind win that the Astros had in Game 5 and the fact that we're set up for a really good finish here with these games being at home for Houston, I think, has a chance. I'm not going to say this is going to go down as an all-time classic World Series, but anytime you have a potential Game 7 on the docket, 
makes it a whole lot better. Yeah, and, and kind of just going around that same vicinity, I mean, everybody has their feelings one way or the other about the Astros. It's pretty much the Astros versus the world. What do you think the conversation or the narrative would be with Houston if they went on to win this World Series? Would people kind of forget about what happened or maybe not forget or just give them more respect? What do you think that conversation surrounding them would be? I'm not sure that the conversation and what's right or fair are the same thing. The way I look at it is that the vast majority, and we're talking you know, 80% of that team from 2017, isn't there anymore. It's really just the main four guys on the infield, Yuli Gurriel, uh, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, and Alex Bregman, and Marwin Gonzalez uh, is here as well and played a big spot in the last game. But uh, to me, the, the, the two things are completely divorced. And if there's anything I take comparing 2017 to 2021, it's a little bit of sadness that the Astros were as good as they were back in 2017 and felt the need to cheat. And, and look, I, I recognize that there were other teams who were looking to steal signs, uh, just like the Astros were. The difference, though, was that the Astros were relaying it live uh, and when there were no runners on base. And that is a, a crime that's far different, uh, more like a felony than the misdemeanors that other teams were doing. So you can't ignore that. It's, it's part of history. It's part of reality. But I don't think that specifically is part of this 2021 team. And so I look at it like I would look at any other championship. Just happens to be with a team that is widely loathed because of what they did. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of people aren't fond of how they went about it. And you're right. I mean, they maybe didn't even need to do that as you're seeing it coming to fruition almost, and they have the possibility to keep it up with tonight's game so we can keep it a little bit more narrow-minded here, Jeff, and just focus on tonight's game. And, you know, people maybe don't like Houston, but in terms of betting Houston, they seem to like them tonight. They're up to minus 132 on the money line. Now, this thing opened at about minus 118, so they've been getting a lot of the attention mm -hmm. in the betting market. We're seeing the total in this game about 8.5. Runs have been coming in a plenty in this series. Pitching matchup, you got the Southpaw Max Freed, who already had a tough outing against Houston this postseason. Luis Garcia, you know, he didn't go too deep, but he did solid on Friday. Short rest, though. Where do you give this yeah. advantage, at least in terms of the pitching matchup? I think the advantage in terms of starting pitchers probably goes slightly in favor of the Braves. We, we have to remember, Max Freed in the second half of the season was among the best pitchers in the National League. And uh, you know, the, this Astros lineup has been so helter-skelter during the World Series. It was the thing that carried them here. That and uh, much better relief pitching, I think, than people thought. And that, to me, is where the advantage comes in favor of Houston. I understand that Atlanta's bullpen has been great, but we saw some cracks from A.J. Minter for the first time this postseason in the last game. And I, I just worry that Atlanta's relievers are out of gas at this point. Um, uh, you know, when you look at who has the overall advantage in the series, you still have to lean toward the Braves because they have Max Fried and because they have Ian Anderson going in a potential Game 7 against who knows what that Dusty Baker would use for, for the Astros. But uh, tonight, I, I think the, the starting pitching advantage is in favor of Atlanta, but uh, I, I'm on board with the minus 132 for the Astros. I do think they're going to win this game.
Yeah, I'm with you there, too, and that's a bet I rolled with. Took it at about minus 130 a little bit earlier. Would still look toward playing Houston here because that was kind of going to my next question, Jeff. I mean, you know, Atlanta's done so many things right and have really swung the momentum in so many series this postseason. But there's this feeling that because they didn't really lock it up in the past game that I feel like it swings hugely in favor of Houston. Do you think that's a big part in why you would instill confidence with Houston in tonight's game? Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. But we also have to remember the last time that this series was 3-2 and back at Minute Maid Park, the Astros actually had the advantage. And that was the very weird 2019 series in which all seven of the games were won by the road team. So, well, I think home field advantage is the real thing, and the Astros are comfortable playing in this ballpark. We can't sit here and say, well, it's just because they're home, they're going to win. It, you know, Jose Altuve said this to me a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, we can't rest on the fact that we're at home. We still need to go out and fight. Yeah, and that's what you want to hear out of these guys. I mean, again, you talk about Atlanta. We thought this was going to happen with the Dodgers where they were kind of just falter, but they kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And that's why, yep. look, like you mentioned, as Altuve said, you can't be complacent, especially against that Braves team that just won't go down. And now, Jeff, I know you said that you liked Houston in this game if you're looking to bet it. What about totals? Eight and a half. Do you think this is going to be more of a higher scoring affair or will it be kind of closely played and maybe more boring and uh, runs coming in at a premium? Yeah, I feel like I'm taking the over on this one. But we're just at that point in the postseason now, Danny, where, uh, man, the the pitching staffs are out of juice. And the the most interesting part of the lineups tonight to me was Brian Snicker, the Braves manager, putting Ozzie Albies down in the seven hole. We've seen already uh, a, a very powerful infielder on the other side, Alex Bregman, get dropped down into the seven hole as well. And uh, Atlanta's lineup construction tonight is, Certainly very interesting with Adam Duvall hitting fifth, Jock Peterson sixth, uh, I'll be seventh, and Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler at the top of the lineup. Yeah, you're right. And look, this team is still so lethal. And I, I love the point that you brought up. I mean, at this point in this whole season, these pitchers are just taxed, and especially with the injuries both have dealt with. So I'm kind of with you. I lean toward the over here, and that's where it's shaded minus 118, and that's what we've seen this series. So uh, I don't know where the confidence would come in. I'm betting the under at this point. It would be over or nothing for me. And then I'm glad we're on the same page with Houston. I'm liking that, Jeff. But i got to ask you, before we let you go here, an interesting conversation right now because it's up in the air, but World Series MVP, the odds have Solaire and Austin Riley as the short shots. They're both 6-1. to one. Freddie Freeman comes in at plus 650, Duvall plus 750, Altuve 10-1, list goes on and on and on. Who would be your guy that you would throw out to be MVP right now? Well, I have an MVP vote in the World Series, and uh, if the Braves won last game, I was leaning Jorge Soler, so uh, there, there is that, but uh, Austin Riley's been very consistent. I think one guy not on the list who you might want to put on there, especially if Houston wins tonight, is Kyle Tucker. Uh, he's sort of been the Austin Riley of the series and playing center field as well, which he typically does not do. There's a little bit of value added to that. So, uh, you know, Altuve's hit some big home runs, no question about it. Really, nobody for the Astros has been consistently good this series. And uh, the reason Solaire is at the top right now is because that leadoff home run in game one and the game winning home run in game four uh that goes a really long way but it, you know i i think there may be a little bit of recency bias also when it comes to mvp voting where if somebody has a really big game six 
because it's as up in the air as it is right now, he may end up getting a little more action than you would see otherwise. For sure. Big time recency bias when it's so close in a race like this. You mentioned Kyle Tucker, 18 to 1. So great value on Tucker. Good mention there. We'll keep an eye out on him tonight. And Jeff, I know you are a busy man, so we'll let you get back to it covering the game. But really appreciate you making some time tonight and uh, enjoy the rest of the series. Pleasure's always mine. Thank you for having me. At Jeff Pass, it is where you can follow him on Twitter. All of his content with ESPN, where he serves as the MLB insider, best in the biz. Love getting his take for MLB World Series Game 6, baby. Maybe we'll see a Game 7. That's what I'm hoping for because my best play for this game, as we alluded to, Astros on the money line. Got him about a minus a buck 30. They're minus 132 right now, so still looking to take Houston if I'm recommending it to anyone out there who hasn't gotten involved. Jeff likes that side. Lean it toward the over as well. That's where I would gravitate. But we're switching it up to the hardwood. JVT joins us next. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here, and for only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now till the end of the NFL playoffs. That includes daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus you get in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com along with the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, welcome back to it. It is Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host. As always, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook at the Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Illinois. A lot to look forward to on the hardwood this evening. Helping us handicap that is the host of the Hardwood Handicappers, Senior Basketball analyst right here at VEASAN and co-host of The Edge. Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. It's JVT, ladies and gentlemen, at me, JVT, on the tweets. All right, JVT, it's been a minute since we talked some hoops, so we're excited to get to it. Let's run through the slate tonight and talk to us about this Bucks and Pistons game. Now, this spread is at four, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering why it's so low for Milwaukee. Total has come down a little bit to 212. I saw that Giannis was questionable. What's kind of been the update for this matchup? Yeah, Giannis got upgraded to probable. Uh, so unless something late is going to come down, he's going to get scratched. It looks like he is going to play. Uh, a little bit of advice, though, too, for people who want to handicap the NBA. Uh, they changed things up, Danny, with the NBA injury report this year. They update it every hour now. So you can go to the official NBA injury report, get an update every hour. So uh, the latest report has Giannis as probable. We have seen probable players, mainly for the Milwaukee Bucks, get scratched. So if he doesn't play, it would be a surprise, but it's happened before. But you mentioned the low total here because there's still no Dante DiVincenzo. There's no Drew Holiday. There's no Brooke Lopez. There's no Chris Middleton. So the Bucks are up against it from an offensive standpoint. If you look at some of the numbers over the course of this last three games, which they're 0-3 straight up and against the spread, they've got an offensive rating of 98.7. When Giannis leaves the floor over those games, we're, we're talking about an offensive rating of 81.3 and a negative 22 net rating. So this is why this number is as low as it is. And I, I would just say this, don't punt on the Pistons just yet. They dropped 110 uh, on Orlando the other day when they beat them 1.11 in terms of the points per possession. Sadiq, played, uh, Sadiq Bay is going to play today. So the market got as high as five, but now back to four, as you mentioned. 
Uh, I think that's the right side if you got up to five. If you got a piece of the five, I wouldn't uh, laugh at you at all. I think the Pistons would be live at a number like that. Okay. Yeah, Pistons have been a tough bunch to get things going. So we'll see in that game with the spread at four. Again, lower total, 212 right now at Bed Rivers. Uh, what do you got for us in the Heat and Mavericks then? Because this is a lower total, 209 and a half. Miami's up to three. And JVT, it seems like Miami is a very popular pick this evening on the road against Dallas. Well, and you're also seeing this number get bumped up because Bam Adebayo was just officially announced uh, as available. So I think that's part of the move toward Miami. Uh, but I, I laid two with Miami, so I've got that in my pocket tonight. Uh, this is a really good matchup from a defensive standpoint for the Heat. They, they lead the league right now in defensive efficiency, but if you look at just the way that they play defense, uh, they're taking on a Dallas team, right, that has zero presence within four feet of the basket. Dallas takes 43.2% of their attempts from deep. They've only shot 31% so far this season. The Heat, of course, have allowed just 30.6% to opposing shooters, give up nothing within four feet of the basket in terms of attempts. Just from a matchup perspective, this makes a lot of sense for the Heat. And the Heat have been playing well, 4-0 straight up and against the spread. Uh, they are one of those teams that I have labeled as a try-hard team. They want to win every single game. They want to go 82-0, right? So, I like, well, actually, I don't think they can, right? They, did they lose a game? No, they, yeah, they lost a game. So they can't go 82-0, so they want to go 81-1. <laughs> Regardless, they, they want to win every single game. So I think that's why you've seen the Heat, Bam Adebayo is going to play. You've seen the total drop because they match up extremely well with this Mavericks team. So you said you label them as a try-hard team. What are some other teams that have kind of fit the bill under that category for you thus far? Uh, you know, it's like when the, the Bucks get healthy, think they're going to be a try-hard team, right, that wants to win every single one of those games. Uh, the Suns want to be a try-hard team if they could just get things together on the defensive end of the four. Uh, the Jazz and the Bulls, I think, are two try-hard teams as well, two teams that are really going to fight for the best seed possible uh, that aren't going to give guys rest, right? Teams like Milwaukee, uh, teams like the Los Angeles Lakers, to a certain extent, right? They have room for error, and they're going to try experimenting, or they're going to, you know, they're going to sit back and give guys some extra rest, like the Bucks are doing right now. But when they're fully healthy, they're going to be a try-hard team. But those other teams that I mentioned, you're going to get full effort every night, and you might get the, the one or two guys that are going to play through an injury, like Zach Levine, right? He had the thumb issue, if you remember, a couple of days back against the New York Knicks, plays with the pain, they end up losing that game. You're going to get those situations with teams like Chicago, Phoenix, and Utah. Yeah, and you mentioned Phoenix, JVT, and look, they got a favorable matchup this evening. They're hosting the Pelicans, and New Orleans has really been struggling out of the gates. This spread up to 11.5. This total is at 215. Now, Phoenix hasn't been world beaters to get things started either, but uh, despite the high spread, do you still think you would maybe side with the Suns here? No, I mean, there's there's too many injuries for me to get involved in either side. I was actually, I was looking at Phoenix potentially. I wanted to see if the market was going to overreact to their poor uh, start against the spread. I was actually against them on, over the weekend with Cleveland, and Cleveland snuck into a double-digit spread. But the Pelicans are just up against him. Devontae Graham was upgraded to probable, but Brandon Ingram has been downgraded to doubtful. Still don't know if DeAndre Ayton is going to play for the Phoenix Suns. Campaign is still out with that hamstring strain that he suffered a couple of days ago. So, this is just there's so many there's like so much noise around it, Dan, that I wouldn't really feel comfortable touching it either way. But I will say this, you know, the Pelicans need all the help that they can get, you know, especially on the offensive end with Brandon Ingram not playing, even with the Suns playing as poorly as they have defensively. It's just a really tough spot for New Orleans. Is this Pelicans team just in a really tough spot right now and almost a team that it's either you stay away from or look to fade? Or do you think there actually is going to be kind of some I don't know, just some bounce-back period where we could look to take advantage of the better number that they're going to be given because of their struggles right out of the gate? Well, they're doing it now. They're actually 4-1 against the spread in the last five games. So, you know, they've been covering game numbers, and the market's clearly too high or too low on New Orleans, right, in a lot of these situations. 
you know, the problem is it's just that, you know, as we kind of continue to go forward, it's going to evaporate here. And, and in a situation like this, we can talk about the value of being 4-1 and one against the spread in your last five games. But when your best player or your second best player, because Zion Williamson's your, their best player, when your second best player is not available and your team's already 25th in offensive efficiency, that's not a spot where you just want to blindly follow a trend, right? And when they're at full strength, they're clearly an undervalued team. But I think right now this isn't going to be one of those situations. But, but we are in the midst of one of those stretches. This is a, this is a matchup of two teams undervalued and overvalued Suns are one and four against the spread uh, on the season their own three against the spread in their last uh, three games and as i mentioned the pelicans four and one ats in their last five yeah that's for sure Suns getting off to a little bit of a rocky start we'll see if they can pick things up and as jvt mentioned look even if the pelicans ain't getting it done in the w column they are in terms of covering the spread and it's a high one tonight at 11 and a half in a later game tonight, also in the double-digit realm, JVT, the Lakers and the Rockets. Los Angeles, a 10-point favorite at home tonight. This total we're seeing at about 218.5. Anything you played in this matchup? No, but I, I say this, and I, I wrote about this on the website today. You know, When you look at the Lakers, they're a team that is just experimenting at this point right now. You know, On Sunday, the Lakers started Anthony Davis at center. It was their fourth different starting lineup in seven games. If you look at the cleaning the glass, which tracks lineups and possessions played by lineups, uh, only one lineup has played more than 52 possessions together this season. Like Vogel's experimenting with what he's got, and I think that leads to some inconsistent results. It was kind of a bad beat on Sunday when the Rockets got in the back door of that big number. So, you know, if you're laying two fewer points, maybe you're getting a little bit of value there in the Los Angeles Lakers. But I just think at this point right now, with the health issues that they've already been facing and the fact that this is a newly built team, you're going to get nights where maybe they come out and they cover spreads, but for the most part, as we have seen, and they're two and five against the spread of the season, they're just trying things out right now. They're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, and that's not a team that you want to back, especially when they're laying big points like this, you know? Yeah, for sure. Look, it, it, it's really tough right now, and the lineups are going to be so inconsistent, and you're right. They're just throwing many different things out there. They know they're going to be in the mix for the playoffs at the end of the season. They're kind of just experimenting right now. And, JVT, look, speaking of the end of the season, we got a couple minutes left here, but I know it's early. Is there any futures category you think could have a viable bet in? I know most proof players is always a popular one to discuss. Anything that you think you would like right at this moment? Yeah, so I, I actually tweeted this out yesterday, Danny. Uh, I'm glad you brought this up because I, I think this is a really solid value spot. Uh, last night, Mo Wagner had 28 points. Uh, or excuse me, Mo Wagner. I was going to confuse. Franz Wagner had 28 points. Uh, he was absolutely brilliant. 10 of 18 shooting from the floor. Coming into last night's game, he was averaging 14 points per game on 45 or 48% shooting from the, uh, from the floor, 42% from three-point range. He's a top three rookie in many statistical categories. He's still at 40 to 1, 30 to 1 to win rookie of the year. He has been incredible. I don't know how much you've gotten to watch from him, but I've watched a lot of him. He has been awesome, and he is not 30-1 to 1 to win the Rookie of the Year award. He is one of three really good rookies, and he's in the top three category at this point right now statistically. I would jump on that before those odds shrink. He is going to be a top three odds choice, I would say, within the week or maybe even sooner. So Ooh. I would jump on that now. I got him at 30-1. to 1. You can find him at 40-1 to 1 in other jurisdictions. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they're showing respect right now at Bed Rivers. He's down to 20 to 1. So if you want to jump on the ship, yeah. better to do it sooner rather than later. And hey, that's why you follow JVT on Twitter, folks, at me, JVT. And also catch him, VEASAN Daily Newsletter. He gives you all those updates with his picks, trends, tidbits, everything for all the slated NBA games and hosting the Edge and the Hardwood Handicappers. He does it all over the place. And JVT, my man, we appreciate you catching up with us once again. Looking forward to doing it down the road. Good to talk to you, bud. Thanks. That Jonathan Bontobel, folks. Coming up next, we are switching away. 
from the NBA. We will go to the college football arena because Kenny White is hopping on, guys. It's been a minute, but he has been killing it this season. Stick around for some of his plays. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups, plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All righty, we are wrapping up another segment and edition of Rush Hour here on VCD Sports Betting Network. We've touched NFL, baseball, and basketball, which means it's time to hit some college football. Kenny White joining us, folks, eight at KYD Vegas, excuse me, on the tweets. And look, you see Kenny on a lot of other programs here in VCD, and he has been absolutely crushing it this college football season. So, Kenny, we're excited to get some of your action for this weekend. I got to ask you about Ohio State, Nebraska. Look, I mean, Nebraska's my alma mater. I make that very clear on this show, and they always find a way to disappoint me. Being a Bears and Nebraska fan is, is quite the dynamic duo, you could say. But look, Ohio <laughs> State coming off a close win against Penn State last week. Now they're coming into Memorial Stadium Lane 15, total at 64. But you have a little bit of a, uh, faith in the Huskers in this game. Is that right? Yeah, I do. You know, every uh, Monday morning with uh, Mitch and Polly at 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 Eastern, 9 a.m. that is, I, I do a little bit of a 10-minute a rundown with them, and I give them uh, misleading box scores uh, from the past weekend. And the, the biggest, the most misleading box score of all games last week was Nebraska and Purdue. Nebraska averaged 6.9 yards per play, Purdue 4.1. It's a 2.8. Uh, point difference in yards per play. Nebraska is supposed to win that game by two touchdowns. They lose the game, and it all came down to turnovers, four interceptions by Adrian Martinez, who had just three. He had three picks in his first seven games of the year in 221 attempts, and he throws four against Purdue. Um, I really think this is a game where Ohio State will overlook Nebraska. A tough game, that Penn State game was a one-score game for a while. Uh, it was a hard-fought battle. They won it, and I just got a feeling they're going to take Nebraska lightly, and I think Nebraska right now backs to the wall. This is their Super Bowl. With six losses, they can't afford to lose another game. I think you're going to see a great effort out of this team this weekend. I think they're going to surprise some people. They'll, they'll stay within a score of Ohio State. Just got to keep it close. It, it, this game is so funny to me, Kenny, because I was talking to you off air. I mean, you know, the last five games they've played going to 2016, the average losing margin is 36.4 points for Nebraska against Ohio State. But then that would lead me to fading the Huskers, which then would make the Huskers play close. It's just how it works. But in all seriousness, Kenny, you do bring up a good point. This is a Super Bowl game for Nebraska. Scott Frost's seat is really, really warming up. And I get the conversation that, hey, if you fire him, what else are you going to do? But there's so much pressure on him. And you're right. I mean, at this point, 
Ohio State just saw Purdue beat down Nebraska at home. Like, they're going to be overlooking them, as you stated. So it wouldn't shock me if Nebraska does keep it close to your side of things. But all I'll say is best of luck, Kenny, and uh, hopefully the Huskers make it a competitive one. <laughs> so we'll see what happens in Memorial Stadium. Huskers taking on the Buckeyes. Uh, what may be a little bit more exciting game, at least as indicated by the point spread, Kenny. We got Oklahoma State and West Virginia this week. And look, Oklahoma State is the favorite in this spot, but the total at 50 seems to draw your interest. Yeah, I like this game under the total, Danny. Big game in the Big 12. Obviously, Ohio or uh, Oklahoma right now at 6-0. and They are the leaders, but Oklahoma State at 4-1, and tied with Baylor at 4-1. and Now, West Virginia is fifth at 2-3. and uh, as a team that has played good defense, they're five and two to the under this year. But at two and three, they still need to win games. They're three and four straight up, a losing record. They must win to keep bowl hopes alive. They're coming off a win over Iowa State. But I really feel like this is all about Oklahoma State and their pace. Uh, one of the slower teams in the country offensively, one of the weakest offenses in the country, uh, over the, the 100 rank in yards per play. And they've been 6-1 and one to the under. The only game going over uh, was against uh, Kansas where they won 55-3. to three. So uh, this has been a team that has played lower-scoring games. Their quarterback, Spencer Sanders, completing just 60% of his passes, 12 touchdowns, 5 INTs. And, and Jarrett Doji on the other side for West Virginia, um, 11 touchdowns, 7 INTs, has not been able to put the ball in the, in the end zone. So um, I, I really think this would be a tough football game. Um, as I said, West Virginia five and two to the under. Oklahoma State is six and two to the under this year. They're six and one to the under against teams not named Kansas. So that's that's where I got that stat from. Okay, well, let's talk about another game you're looking toward the under potentially, and that's Iowa State and Texas. This line looks to be getting up a little bit in favor of the Cyclones. Now up to seven with six and a half earlier. Total right now residing at sixty and a half. Why do you think this may be a little bit? lower scoring of an affair no I'm, i maybe i said spoke to you wrong in the break this is an overplay i've got over oh, 60 okay, in this my game. Bad. yeah no i'm over here um and the reason for my over in this game is easy because i really feel like texas and iowa state have very little to play for maybe iowa state uh they're a game out behind oklahoma state and baylor but they've got a they've got to leapfrog both of those teams to get there they're coming off a disappointing loss to west virginia where their defense didn't show up. West Virginia drove the ball up and down the field against them. Iowa State's offense has been very, very good this year. Uh, nice year by Brock Purdy. 73% completions, 8.4 yards a pass. But I think the biggest key to the game is Brees Hall for Iowa State. He'll get over the 1,000-yard mark in this game, 12 touchdowns, and he's going to get well over that 1,000. He has 985 right now. I think he could come close to 200 yards because the Texas defense – they allow 5.2 yards per carry, over 200 yards on the ground. They also allow 230 passing yards. Texas' defense, uh, 107 in the country in yards per play. Uh, on the other side, Texas can score. They're averaging 39 a game. Casey Thompson's had a nice year, 17 touchdowns, six INTs. And they got a running back of their own in B. John Robinson, uh, one of the best in the country. He'll also go over 1,000 because he's at 967. Iowa State's a little bit more difficult to run against, but uh, Texas runs the ball very, very well offensively because of Robinson. They average 214 yards a game, 5.4 a carry. So I see this team, both offenses, just one scores, the other has to match it. 
Okay, so correction, Kenny looking over for Texas and Iowa State. Over 60.5 right now is where we're seeing this total. And, Kenny, we got a couple more games that have been drawn to your interest. Auburn and Texas A&M. Auburn now catching five, but this total at about 49.5. What are we thinking here? Yeah, this number's come down. Uh, and 52.5 was the original opener at Circa, down to 49.5. I am under in this football game. Uh, big game for both teams. Auburn in second place in the West, a half a game behind Alabama, three and one. Texas A&M is three and two, but they would hold the tiebreaker against Alabama if they were to win this game and Auburn was somehow able to upset Alabama. Texas A&M would be in the SEC championship. So they got to win this, they got to win out, and they got to get an Auburn win over Alabama. But stranger things have happened. So I think it's a big game for both teams uh, offensively. Auburn, number 30 in the country in yards play. Texas A&M, number 52. Uh, they're far better running the football. Their passing game is 93rd. So they're going to run the football. And if there's any strength of the defense for Auburn, it's stopping the run. So Auburn should be able to shut down A&M. On the other side, A&M's defense, number 14 in the country. They're tough against both the run and the pass. Bo Nix has shown this year. He's played well on the road in a couple games, but over his career, he's been far better at home than he has on the road. So big game, two very good defenses. I think this game is a low-scoring football game under the 49-and-a-half. All right, Kenny, we got about 40 seconds left. Tell us your thoughts. Pac-12 action, Oregon-Washington, the Ducks lane six in the hook. Yeah, I'm playing a situational play. My numbers don't say this game should be this high. Uh, it says my numbers say Oregon should be about three-and-a-half, but if you can't stop the run and Washington cannot, they're giving up 178 a game, 4.6 yards a carry against a team who averages 5.3. I think the game's won in the trenches here. Oregon's going to be far better. Travis Dye, C.J. Verdell has big games against, uh, both will have big games against Washington this weekend. It'll be one on the ground, and I'll take the coaching mismatch. Mario Crismo actually has a huge edge over Jimmy Lake in this one, so I'm all over Oregon. I'm with you. I'm rolling with the Ducks in this spot, laying it under the key number of seven. And, hey, if you want more of Kenny's content, KennyWhiteSports.com and at KWhiteyVegas on Twitter. Love getting your college football thoughts, Kenny. Looking forward to more of it as we wind down this college football season. But, hey, best of luck with those plays this weekend. Thanks, Danny. Hey, thanks for having me on the show today, and best of luck to all the listeners. You bet. Thank you, Kenny, and thank you to everybody joining us today. We'll catch up again tomorrow. Our only play, Astros Moneyline, baby. Best of luck. We'll see you manana. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.